What's up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of the Bleacher Banter Podcast presented by Bleacher Fan Sports. It's your host, Tommy Bonds, here with Sully and Jones. And we got another good week for you. We're going to kick things off with a little NBA playoff talk. We got two series going on right now. We got the Heat up 2-1 on the Celtics after a monumental collapse by the Celtics in Game 2. Blew a 15-point lead. Lost that one. Heat were up 2-0. Celtics came back to, uh, to take Game 3. And then we got the Lakers up 2-0 on the Nuggets after the Nuggets lose a heartbreaker in Game 2. AD burying a three at the buzzer to win the game. Pretty crazy stuff. I mean, you have all these guys on this team, and they put the ball in AD's hands. I understand he's a pretty big shooter, but he's also your center. So you kind of figure maybe LeBron's taking that shot. Maybe not with his history, but I still think I'd probably put the ball in LeBron's hands. Obviously, they had other plans. What did you guys think of these games so far? I mean, they're exciting, at least the last two. Um, yeah. The, the Nuggets one's a heartbreaker, but, I mean, who are we to say this is not their plan the whole time? I mean, they've cl- they're clearly most effective, down 3-1, so... Yeah. Who's to say, you know, maybe that was the one they wanted to get and then they were going to go on to lose the next two, but it just seems natural that they get down 3-1 and, and we'll take the series from there. They should have just started the series down 3-1. You know, we all knew we <laughs> all knew it was going to get there. Yeah. yeah. Let's go right to game five, Nuggets down 3-1, and, and, you know, we'll play it Has out. Has LeBron ever blown 3-1? No. 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 So that's, the, that's that's a real battle right there. I don't believe he has. It's a real battle right there. Yeah, because LeBron's to. always in the situation is like he's always overmatched or undermatched. Like he's always uh, he's always overmatched his opponent or he's overmatched. Like he well, just he's gets come back from three one. I know. Uh, yeah, one. Um, I know one out of you know whatever. Twice he did it against the Celtics. So. Fifty. 50 playoff series, whatever. He did he's it been against in. the Celtics as well. Oh yeah, what was that 2009-10? No, no, a few years ago. Oh, it was when he's with Cleveland? Yeah. No, he, yeah, he did it with um, the Tatum, I, Tatum's I, rookie year, right? Yep. Oh, yeah, I do Ocean, remember I that. Ocean Beach board, I, remember. I remember he was down 3-1. Um, yeah, I think... Did they have Kyrie then? Was that it? It was the year... It was for Kyrie's first year, I remember now. It was Kyrie's first year when he missed the playoffs. He, like, injured himself yes. at the end of the year, and he didn't. And they went on that run because they didn't have Kyrie. The classic. The Celtics, yeah, the Celtics won the run because they didn't have Kyrie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the classic. We're better yeah, that's without with Kyrie. The Terry Rozier playoffs. Yes. Yes. Yeah. The Gary the, yeah. Terry. Yeah. The the playoffs that got him a twenty million dollar contract from Michael Jordan. He's not even good. It's terrible. Not even. You shot like thirty eight percent this year or something like that. Thank God Michael Jordan exists because the Knicks would have given him that fucking contract. So I'm just happy that you know Jordan's a slightly more incompetent. Than... He's a system player. He was a system player. Yeah, system player is another word for I'm not that good. Yeah, it's another <laughs> term for I'm. Um, you know, I'm. Lu- Luckily, I play for this team, so I look halfway decent. But I'm really not that good. Yeah, that's what system player means. It's like lunch pail guy. You know, <laughs> these are just nice backhanded compliments. That's all they are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what do you guys think happens with these series realistically? Do you still think the uh, the Heat Celtics go seven, Sully? Or do you think you guys get it done sooner? Um, I think the Heat went in six or seven. I'm not too uh, not too sure how. Um, if the Heat lose the next game, you know, it's gonna go seven. It's gonna go seven. Um, if we win the next game, it'll probably go six. But 
I'm pretty confident the Heat will still win the series. What about you? Uh, I agree. I agree. I think game four is probably the biggest game up to this point. Um, after game three was the biggest game up to that point. Um, I, if the Celtics even it up, like you said, I think it goes seven, and I think it goes either way at that point. Depends on which version of the Celtics want to show up in the second half. Um, that's really what this comes down to, is which version of the Celtics wants to show up in the second half. I mean, we have yeah. Hayward back. He is playing. He played 30 minutes in game three. He didn't put up, I mean, they didn't break five in any category, but he he put up, he was out there for 30 minutes. The old triple single. defense. Yeah, I mean, he, he played pretty pretty decent uh, defense. He definitely, it's definitely good to have him back. I think a few days off to get him back into practices and um, get him back feeling more comfortable will be good. Um, I don't expect big numbers from him. I think it's mostly going to rely on Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Um, Kemba, yeah. scoring-wise, hasn't really been much of a factor in this series. He's been right around that 12-14 point mark, and you've got Tatum and Brown dropping between 25 and 30 a night. So it's it's it really relies on them. I mean, Marcus Smart's going to do Marcus Smart on defense. He's a phenomenal defender. He's the defensive glue of this team. Uh, I mean, you heard that him and Brown were going at it after game two after they blow that 15-point lead and lose. Yeah. Him and Brown are screaming at each other, throwing shit at each other. They had to be separated in the locker room. Marcus Smart stormed out. Uh, Brad Stevens had to have individual meetings with all the leaders on the team, figure out how to go forward. They took the next day practice off, all this. And, I mean, clearly it did something because they came out and had a pretty, aside from the end there, they had a pretty dominant win 80% of the way through that game. Yeah, no, I mean, I guess it worked out for them, but I'm sure there are still I, – I, my, my concern, you know, it worked for a game. If they're in a very, uh, you know, tough spot, if they're blowing a lead, I, it's, I'm pretty confident the Celtics will have another solid lead at some point in the series, and I'm also pretty confident that he will come back. Um, whether they win the game or not, They're, the heater, the Celtics should be up double digits at some point in one of these remaining games. The Heat are probably going to come back. We have the shooters, we have the defense. What happens when that happens? If that happens, what happens? Do they get on each other? I mean, very well possible. Two very emotional players. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know. Is it just a bandage on? You know, clearly. If you're going to freak out on someone after uh, a game where the series isn't over or it's not down 3-0, um, I don't know. I usually don't like that. I know they're emotional, smart, gives it his all, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. I don't I don't know if if they blow another lead, you know, mid-third quarter, fourth quarter. Are they going to be drawing each other if someone misses a defensive assignment? Jalen Brown misses a rotation. I don't know. Maybe it helped them. Maybe it helped them for the one game. Maybe it lights a fire under their ass. I don't know. But what did you like it or no? I did. I, I did. I got to be honest. When I saw that report, I was like, oh, bet the house on the Celtics in the next game. I was just like, there's no way the Celtics lose the next game now. Like, you have Jalen Brown going out there, giving a big fuck mm-hmm. you to everybody, dropping 30 or whatever. And he did. I mean, he went out and he played his ass off, and they all did. And, I mean, obviously Tatum's still hurting from that block. That was yeah. that was one of the craziest things I've seen. Probably one of the best defensive plays since oh, yeah. LeBron's block on Iguodala yeah. back in the one finals. One of the best blocks there. I've ever seen. Yeah, I mean that ball was. You have Jason Tatum, who is six eight, whatever. 
he goes up and he was throwing that ball down and he was just who was it Adebayo who blocked it? Yeah. Bam. Yeah, he just he just bam just grabbed it and was like, Not today, bitch. <laughs> I mean that was that was one of the craziest blocks. I, I think ever. Bam is one of the best I I think Bam is one of the best players in the league. Not like top ten, but I think he's one of the most like his Bam's last game, twenty seven, sixteen and one assist only. He averaged five and a half assists on the year. He, like his field goal percentage, 10 of 14. He has these games where he shoots 9 of 12, 10 of 12, 10 of 14. He does not force anything, which is the complete opposite from Whiteside. In addition to moving the ball, setting screens, being phenomenal defensively, up for Defensive Player of the Year. He, no, he's like a Udonis Haslam with talent. Like he plays exactly, he knows his role. I'm sure Haslam has helped him. He knows his role. He's got a 12-footer he know he can take. 80% of the time, unless the shot clock's going down, he doesn't take that. He gives it to Jimmy, sets a screen, rolls to the basket. He knows his role, and he does it as well as anyone, definitely on the Heat, possibly in the league. Like, he, he doesn't care if he takes four shots. And I think I think Jimmy leads the charge with that, because sometimes, like, people will be like, Jimmy went 2 of 9 today. What a bum. Well, have you seen Jimmy had four steals in two blocks and doesn't give a shit if he doesn't make 10, doesn't even get 12 points? Jimmy does whatever he needs to win, and I think everyone follows suit. Yeah, Jimmy's one of the best two-way players in the league. Uh, yeah, and he, Paul George? Nope, Jimmy. Yeah, I mean, we used to think Paul George was, uh, but this— Jimmy this, just has the heart. He has the heart. He he has the balls. That's kind of what I was where I was going with this series. Like, I, I, Obviously, the Celtics showed some in, in Game 3, but, uh, you know, I think moving forward, we— We've never been able to question the Celtics' talent, but we've been able to question their heart. And we've never been able to question the Heat's heart, but we've been able to question their talent. So, yeah. to, to me, when it comes to a playoff series, as long as the talent is not like a massive disparity, give me the heart all day. Uh, I just think it come, you know when it comes down to it, to me in the playoffs, heart... It transfers over more to than just like playing hard. It transfers over to making good decisions late in the game. Uh, you know, wanting it more at the end. You know that that extra stamina, um, not getting shook in those moments. I, I yeah. you know, you've seen Jimmy rise to the occasion. He might be the most cold blooded guy in the league when it comes to personality. Um, yeah. So he's got to be. Yeah, I mean, you know, given the DNA, you know. And, you, you know, like another rubbing off with Jimmy. It's like Tyler Hero, this guy has, co- like, ice in his veins, too. Like, this guy, I've seen him make, I, I think I saw him make, like, one bad turnover the other game or, like, the ball. But other than that, he is cold-blooded. When he's shooting a three in the fourth quarter, I just think it's going in. He has, he has no conscience. I and know. Tyler Hero and Jimmy Butler are, like, best friends. They're... Like, Jimmy Butler does this Tyler Tuesday thing, and he just, like, puts a picture, a weird picture of him, and then Hero's always like, dude, I hate you. <laughs> He's like, stop posting about me. And it's funny, because, like, Butler's 30, and Tyler Hero's 19 years old. But they're still, like, that's how I feel with the Heat front. The Heat team is they're all, like, close. They're all, like, like, we don't have any, like, white side. White side didn't fit the culture. Like, everyone from It's all Haslam, Jimmy. It's all yeah, Jimmy. It's Jimmy and Haslam. Those are the guys that set the culture. Um, like I think Haslam's a huge part of the team, as 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 weird as it sounds. Like Haslam does a lot for that team, coaching wise and um, getting on guys. I mean, that's basically he has, what he is. He's an assistant yeah, coach now. He's a coach. He'll be he'll have a coaching job day one when he retires in Miami. Yeah. And I hope I hope he does. 
because he's brilliant. What a great life, like NBA life for him. He gets to play in his. Makes maybe two or three million a year, four million. I don't know. Whatever it is, I mean, you know, vet minimum. But you know, he he played in. He's from the area. Played at Florida. Gets to play with Miami his whole career. Wins a couple championships. Plays with some of the best players in league history. Has these awesome moments, and they keep him around. I mean, it just I don't I don't and in Miami, you know, he's not doing this in fucking Phoenix or Milwaukee or. You know, some And he has as much respect as anyone in the league. Exactly. People love he's him, like, people respect him. He was he was good enough at his best to be a respected player. Um he yeah. wasn't you know, he was better he than was like a twelve a, he was like a twelve and six guy. Yeah, he was better than he like a, a year fourteen, uh, but Kendrick Perkins like gimme Haslam over Perkins, you know? Oh yeah. And people were sucking Kendrick Perkins dick for a while. Yeah. People were was, loving Perk for a while. He's kinda like a PJ Howard type of guy. Yeah, throwback. Yeah, um, but um, no, yeah, you I, got the heat. You got the heat in this. I I do, I do. Based on heart, that's that's what I'm gonna go with. Six or seven. Seven. I don't care who wins it. Seven. Okay. Um, in terms of the Lakers, the Nuggets. Oh boy. I'm going. Denver wins game three. Yes. Loses game four. Down 3-1, wins game five, loses game I six. Think I, I think I agree with you. You think they lose in six, mm-hmm. I agree. Loses six, and they go back and forth the next four. That's what I yeah. was going to say. Yeah. I hope. I um, mean, they're just such a resilient team. I mean, going to, like any other team, I'd say they're crushed after that Anthony Davis three-pointer where I'm going to have to get on my boy uh, Malone, who I think is a tr- tremendous top five, six coach, why is Plumley in the game at the end? Uh, he's not. He's the one that missed the defensive assignment. On yeah. he pointed for Jokic to get the, to get him. Jokic was. was Jokic had had his ball. back turned. He's, Jokic he's pointing to pointing to Jokic yeah, you, to get grab ball when he's got his back turned on the inbounder. If you're not gonna have Plum, Plumley on ball, I get it. But Plumley's not on on the inbounder. He's not on the ball, so it makes no sense to have him in. But give me a Paul Millsack. Give me a Jeremy Grant. Give me any athletic wing. Give me all athletic wings. Give me Murray. Give me, give me even give the Gary Harris. Give me lengthy guys. Um, hey, even give me Michael Porter over him. Give him. Give me the length with the ability to move laterally. Plumley couldn't recover once he missed it. Yeah, it was. Uh, should, the shot shouldn't have happened. That agreed. open a look shouldn't have happened. Agreed. And uh, to me, he's not. The the converse is that you're you're maybe taking the guy with a little more size to protect the rim, but for me, he's not strong enough to do that anyways. Against when you're talking about a guy like AD, so what's the point? You know, you and might as well take the getting that. I don't even think like when you're drawing up a play. I don't think they're going inside to you know. What I mean, usually these are jump shots at the end of games. Yeah, yeah. So usually, like my thought process is they want for length for a jump shot, just like to put a hand up and get big. Because like, how many times do you see a game? Very rarely do you see a game end on like a like a post play. Cause think about it, when you get in the post like a pump fake, and then you know maybe a move. Like you're really battling against the clock with two seconds to go. Yeah. Yeah. The but, only yeah. the only way you're pulling that off the the is like a back roll off a screen uh, you, when you're like the the third or fourth option. You yeah. know they always have that yeah. last guy in on a play that that kind of breaks towards the hoop when when things break down. Um, mm-hmm. But. 
that's an adjustment you should be able to make when the guy's on the floor. If you see that happening, then you take Jokic off the ball handle, handler and and put it and put him as a rim protector. You know, you, whether he's a good rim protector or not, he's a seven footer. You know. Also, yeah. can we get off the like having a good defender on the inbounder? When the fuck has the inbounder ever? Really, like I can, I can probably count them on one hand. The time the they per- put Taco Fall in, what did that do? It didn't do anything. It didn't yeah, do fucking anything. So I can literally, I, I cannot think of one time in my head, but I could probably, if I had time, not even fill up a hand of times that the inbounder actually, the inbounding defender actually prevented a play it's from happening. Ridiculous, because you're putting people in positions that they're not normally accustomed to in game. Maybe, in, maybe yeah. in, I'm sure in practice they do that with Taco Fall, but. You should have that guy at you should have the fifth guy. I would rather leave the inbounder unguarded and have the fifth guy playing QB spy at the at the free throw line extended just waiting for where the ball goes and just du- or or I'm double teaming AD or I'm double teaming LeBron or I'm double teaming a team's a best shooter. Passer, I agree with you. That's fine, yeah. But most if of the time LeBron or someone like that nature, like a Steve Nash, then no, but who was inbounding it for the I honestly don't remember. Um, was it Rondo? Uh, it might have been. Because he's not a good shooter, so it, it very well could have been. He's a good he passer. He has gotten much better at shooting, though. Of, uh, well, yes, but... Um, he's making... I know. But you're not, you're not you know, putting on his hands. Yeah. Not, he's not the first, second, or third option. You go into LeBron, AD, Danny Green. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so to me, it's just... I don't know. I thought there was a lot... Everyone can play Monday morning quarterback and, you know... 2020's hindsight, but I, I thought there was they they put themselves in a position where they were locked into this is how we're gonna do it. Whereas if there was different personnel on the floor, you maybe could have adjusted once you see the per, once you see who the Lakers bring out and how they set up. Because you have yeah. time to do that, you know you have you ha- it's not a lot, but it's four to five seconds. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, definitely, but. We'll see what happens with these series. By next week, when we record, we will probably have the conclusion of one, if not both series. Game six for the uh, Celtics Heat is scheduled for Sunday, I believe, and game six for um, Lakers Nuggets is Monday. So by next Tuesday, we will have answers. I do have one last NBA question to pose. If LeBron goes up 3-1 and loses to the Nuggets... Does that devalue his three-one comeback on the Warriors? Uh, I don't think that much because we're, with the Warriors, we're talking about an all-time great team. With the Nuggets, this would be the third time they did it, and I think that would be more more Nuggets than Lakers. I mean, we've never seen one team do it twice in a series. Being the Nuggets, the Nuggets are not. I mean, the Nuggets were the three seed. Okay, so this isn't like an eight seed. People are acting like like with people. Murray's like saying like people keep like this isn't a bad team. This is one yeah. of the best teams in the well, league. Well, LeBron's so, LeBron was the one seed when he did it. Well, yeah, but that's against arguably the, the best team. Yeah, I agree. But LeBron is LeBron's team now is more talented than that Cavs team was. That that beat the Warriors. Yeah, I I mean I I don't think it does anything to the Warriors series, though. No, I just think... I mean, and LeBron has never blown a 3-1 lead, so... Oh, of course not. I'm just... I, 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 I thought about it the other day, and I was like... 
I wonder how that would like kind of fold out. It's surely it's surely a question that will be asked on you know on first take on undisputed. It, it's yeah. it will definitely be a topic of conversation. It's something he would lose to his but like that's one thing he has that not many people have. Yeah, because first then you say, oh, he's never he, blown three one. It's now that's going to be the first response. Like, yeah, oh, he blew three one. Well, yeah, have. well, so did he. So it cancels out. You know, whether whether that's legitimate or not, it's going to be the first response. You yeah. know, and it's now another knock on his resume. Whether you see it as legitimate or not, it's gonna it's now part of the conversation. Don't think it's going to happen, but I, in a crazy world, if it did, I, I it would, it would be a interesting uh, dilemma for the bronze sexuals. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, Dave, your team, the New York Giants, they find themselves in an interesting dilemma with the uh, franchise player and uh, second year running back Saquon Barkley tearing the ACL. Yeah, I don't I don't get to I don't get to have any any fun in sports anymore. I don't I don't get any fun. You really don't. I don't get you really any fun. don't. That's I mean that that's devastating. Yeah. Um it, it, the thing is the injury didn't look bad. Like it was most ACL tears, you you see it happen. You're like, oh, he's fucking done. Like that's it. He like just kind of rolled out of bounds. And if it wasn't, if I didn't see his reaction, I would have wondered why he wasn't in the game the next play. That's how like unalarmed I was by the the fall. It looked like something a running back does a hundred times a game. And and he was clearly once I saw his reaction, I was like, okay, that he's. He might not. It might not be like a. Prone. I mean, yeah. I mean, is he though? He played full sixteen his first year, and he what he missed two games last year, three games. I think three. I think. Well, the, here's the problem: is he he's all he's not north and south. He's all east and west. So that's going to put more pressure on on your knees and your ligaments and your all your CL shit, all your all your ligaments. That type of player, like Zeke style, compared to Zeke style, is downhill. Barkley's style is so much pressure and stress on shifting from leg to leg. I would have to think that's way more, um, like, of an injury risk. Oh, of course. I mean, it's, you know, it's, you know. And this ACL certainly isn't going to help his prospects in that in that sense. Um, but, you know, it, it's shitty. Whenever, whenever, you never see want to see a guy that talented yeah. sustain Everyone an injury like down. that. Everyone. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Nick Bosa, another, another Bosa ACL because the jet, jet shitty field apparently. There was like eight uh, to ten legit stars that went out for the year. Like stars. For the year. Von, I mean, Von Miller was already done. Anthony Barr done for the year. Bosa, Solomon Thomas done for the year. Barkley done for the year. Sutton done for the year. Uh... Jimmy play, uh, Garoppolo's serving on the Seahawks. Yeah, Garoppolo's out their six nickel, weeks. Their nickel corner as well done for the year. They had, there was fifty one injuries, I believe. Is Garoppolo out six weeks? Four to six weeks. No, two to. I heard two to four, probably three or four. Oh, maybe maybe it's changed since then. I just the initial report was four, four to six. Right? Yeah, I, I think it's a little less than that now, but I mean, it won't hurt. Talk about them. I mean, that that team's going from a Super Bowl contender to I don't even know if they're going to make the playoffs. Yeah, that's that's tough. I think well, yeah, I guess with the injuries and Sherman's on the IR and and Mostert's out, Mostert's another injury for a oh, week yeah. or two. Oh yeah. Mostert too. MCL. They had so many injuries. That's where the Jets loss was embarrassing cuz the spread was 7 and um I mean, they even the Jets, a, a Crowder and Perriman are both out this week too, right? 
Yeah, I mean, the Jets have injuries, but everyone does. Everyone yeah. has injuries. So yeah. the Jets don't have any more than any other team. I mean, I just hear a lot of malarkey with the Jets. Oh, fire. I've heard people blame Douglas, blame Darnold, blame... At this point, the blame's got to go on Gase. It's weird because... They the, made a light, nice play at the end of the game. The touchdown was actually fantastic. The Jets do have great. talent. That's that's the weird thing about me. They're not completely void of talent. Well, offensively, we don't have talent right now because we have Berrios and Hogan are our receivers. Correct. And Frank Gore is our running back. So we have no talent. Of, and Chris Herndon's our best offensive talent. No talent. And he's not so getting the ball. Score. Yeah, I know. He's not even throwing to him. Offensively, I mean, yeah, he's getting doubled and he's getting, he's getting a lot better, more coverage. But at the same time... It's just unacceptable. I mean, I, I mean, you got to be putting more than 10, 13 points of a game, and most of these points are garbage time. I mean, I feel like with the Mets, the Mets have so much more talent that it's like I get more pissed at the Mets at the Jets at this point. Like, we just we keep needing to start over because we're not we're not retaining players we draft. Douglas is the key. Douglas is the key to this and firing Gase. I don't care if he had a part of hiring um, Gase. I mean, or Gase hiring Douglas, that, that shouldn't matter. I People bring it up, shouldn't matter. Like, Douglas is ahead of him. Like, you spoke volumes of him. You like Douglas. Who doesn't like Douglas? Yeah, I think he's done a fantastic I, job. I mean, he's done fantastic. People are, I have Jet fans that are blaming him. I mean, you got a haul for Jamal Adams. You got, you, you traded back and got Denzel Mims. You repaired the offensive line or made repair, repairs in the offensive line to make us somewhat competitive off on the line without breaking the bank. The key is not spending for the future to restrict our cap in the future seasons, to not sign Le'Veon Bell to bad contracts, to not sign Jamal Adams to a bad contract when we can't win. Like people are saying, oh, six and seven wins matters. Does it? We've been a five to seven win team for three years, and I have said that before. It helps for morale when you need to win some games, and I stood that back. But when your team's best players and first-round picks are not buying in and leaving every other year, guess what? It's not fucking working. It's not working. Jamal Adams left. Um, you know, going back, Muhammad Wilkerson, Sheldon Richardson, all these guys traded and, and flamed out. We're not retaining our best player. Sam Darnold's the only one that hasn't jumped ship because he, he doesn't have a choice, and I think he's invested in us. But these five, six wins, I don't give a shit. Tank... Tank for two reasons. Tank to get rid of Gase. I think if we lose four or five straight, we go 0-6, 0-7, there's no more defending him. Oh, he's an offensive genius. Fucking shove it up your ass. Devontae Parker <laughs> has become a number one receiver. Brian Tannehill looks outstanding. Like, he looked great this week. Like, two good weeks. Like, like last year, clearly, I think it was not a fluke. He Like, Kenyon Drake, not amazing start this year, but still good. He's still a... Better than he I mean, was in Miami. I mean, yeah, he was he was a top fifteen pick this year, um, in fantasy. Like the amount of talent that hasn't worked for him, uh, Tunsil. Uh, I mean, like the amount of talent that they've had to trade away because people don't want to play for Gase. Gase has never developed a quarterback. He's had one good year with Jay Cutler. One uh, the years with Peyton Manning. Those guys were already developed. He's never developed a young quarterback. So I don't know about how he's developed young quarterbacks when he's never done it. So Gase, I'm hoping they lose four or five. Give it to Greg Williams. Greg Williams will get you some hard hits. He'll get you some fines. Doesn't matter. The season doesn't matter. It's just to see Darnold without um, without Gase. See if he can do better. See whoever the fuck it is. Better than with Gase. Anything's better than Gase at this point. And then if we get the number one pick, you take Lawrence and say, see ya, Sam. It's not your fault, but you're um, 
unfortunate circumstances, get a late round first pick, get an early second round pick, good to go. And or you, worst case, you could trade for three firsts with Lawrence. But yeah, I just I I don't I think you got to take Lawrence at that point. Um, I think so too. I mean, you just haven't seen enough with Sam, and you know we're talking about a guy that. Or he's definitely the best prospect since Andrew Luck, and arguably a more touted prospect than Andrew Luck. Uh, we don't know, you know. Obviously, nothing's guaranteed in the yeah, NFL. Better. He he's, his mobile, mobility is terrific. That was what I was next thing I was going to say. Yeah, um, and that's going to help it, it, with the Jets situation, uh, and even with the offensive line. Like, if, even if that's the one thing you want to kind of point to Douglas at as like somewhat of a failure, you can you can say that sure, like in practice now. But it, when when he was making those moves, I don't think there was anyone with a decent football mind that was like, yeah, no, what you had was better. You shouldn't sign that guy. You should just keep what you had. Like, every move that he made on that offensive line, you were like, okay, that should be an improvement. That theoretically yeah. should should work. It's not it's not necessarily his fault that it didn't work out. Sure, should he, should he accept some blame? Of course. Because anything, it, like the coach and the GM, anything they put on the field is going to, they have to accept some blame for. Um, but at the end of the day, I think Douglas's positive moves far outweigh his negatives, even if you wanted to blame him for the offensive line entirely. And I haven't watched a lot of Becton specifically. I've watched two, uh, one and a half Jet games this year. Um, and Becton's looked good. He's had some really nice plays. Yeah, he's been solid. He, he's been he's been good in the right. I mean, you know, we haven't gotten to run the ball that much because we're always losing. So and Bell's out. So. Yeah, I mean, I think it's similar to how the Giants have looked. The Giants have been pretty solid offensively in terms of the offensive line and pass protection. They haven't been able to block the run. And I think the Jets have been experiencing a lot. Obviously, the Giants have, up until halfway through this game, have had much more talent in the backfield than the Jets. Um, But I think it'll be a a real indicator of their offense once uh, Le'Veon comes back. You know, give Le'Veon two, three, four games back in that offense to get his feet wet again and really get going, uh, I think that's going to be one of the biggest indicators because Gate, one, Gase said he was going to make Le'Veon a much bigger part of the offense this year. That offensive line was an excuse for Le'Veon, that people used for Le'Veon last year, and he doesn't have that anymore. I mean, not saying the offensive line is great, but it's an improvement, and everyone coming into the year was saying Le'Veon was in the best shape of his career. So He was. He so, was, and... Yeah, you know he's got a lot. He's got a lot to prove too. You know he's getting older. He's got to play for another contract. You know it, it's there's a lot of people on this team that are are fighting for their NFL lives, and it doesn't exactly look like it the way they're playing. Yeah, but let's uh, want to just run through the uh, other games real quick. A couple of them. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So I mean, obviously, you had the Cowboys coming back, uh, scoring 16 points in the last five minutes of the game. Recovering that onside kick, uh, kicking the field goal to win the game, uh, win 40-39. Pretty crazy game there. The Falcons just cannot catch a break. That was such a bad loss. Well, they didn't even know what to do to pick up the fumble. I mean, to pick up the onside kick. That was the issue. Yeah, no, they had I mean, no the idea. The Falcons was... are such a disaster and such a joke. When people think they're like contenders, I'm just like, how do you say that? They're Quinn's got to go. Quinn's got to go. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. He. I mean, he. There's just no excuse at this point. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, he. Seahawks game was great. That game was terrific. Yeah. He. Quinn was lucky to keep his job last year. Yeah, he was. So I don't know what. 
what's going on with him this year, but um, they're going to be they're going to be in trouble. Uh, I think it's a it's going to be a total overhaul for for them in Atlanta. Yeah. But Matt yeah, Ryan's having have... a great year. Matt Ryan's playing phenomenally. They, even year yeah. Matt Ryan you can't stop the him. defense. Yeah, it's the defense. Yeah, no, they, they, he's having a good year. He just needs to, that defense needs to pick it up. They need better coaching. Um, you have the Chiefs coming back in OT. Harrison Butker kicking three 50-plus yard field goals because of the uh, offside or the false start, them icing him, and then him kicking the actual game winner. I mean, the ball's on that guy. He's terrific. He's the best yeah. kicker in the league. Oh, without a doubt. That was that was crazy. And then um, you had last night, the Raiders stunning the Saints, went in by 10 points. First game in the new stadium out in Las Vegas. First game for a actual Las Vegas football team playing in Las Vegas. And they showed up. I, that that Raiders team is very intriguing. Like, they could, they could very well make the playoffs. They could also flame out and win five games. <laughs> no, yeah, it yeah. very well could happen. Um, I would love to see the Raiders be good. I think I love the I love this team. I love Jacob Sissier. The car looks fantastic. Gruden is, is really I think he's gaining a lot of respect because he got so much shit. If you want to go a few years back with the Mac trade and all this and. I mean, he's really created a culture of toughness, of uh, grit. You know, he's bringing back some. You know, they're not. They don't. Their defense is respectable. Um, they're really playing hard for him, and uh, he's really, he's really taking Carr under his wing, and Carr is really performing well for him. I know. Um, you know, they brought Mariota. They're like, oh no, Mariota isn't anything compared to Carr. Carr is good when he has weapons. When he has weapons, he's he's more than respectable. He had an MVP year when he had the um, he had a better a better team and better tools around him. So um, I think Carr's got like four or five touchdowns, no picks on the year. I mean, I think they can definitely with the three wild cards. I think they could definitely sneak in at like nine and seven. Oh, definitely. They uh, they stand a real good chance, especially if they played like they did last night. I mean, they just the Saints. I mean, the Saints. The real killer is the penalty yards. They are just playing so undisciplined. Like they had yeah. over a hundred last game, over a hundred this game. That that killed them. Every big play they had was negated by a penalty. Yeah, Gruden's really, and that's another thing. Gruden's really helped them become a lot more disciplined, um, penalty wise. The Raiders were always a very penalized team. Uh, very, you know, they would always, you know, wear their emotions on their sleeve, and they weren't very well coached. And now they don't make. You saw they only made a few. Um, they had a few. They had a few penalties last night. I think three, and that was it. So, yeah, it was like 15 yards or something. But the Saints, yeah, like 130 and, and yards. One thing positive from the Giants is um, Judge. Is he's really he's kind of limited the penalties with the Giants on a positive end for them as well. Yeah, I, I think you know I think the Giant just the the mantra he kind of brings. The Giants have played hard. I don't think you know they they've the defense has actually played better than I much better than I anticipated, but better than it comes off of. And what yeah. they, they gave up seven, 17 to the bears and 26 to the Steelers. One of the best teams and offenses in the league. Yeah. Not yeah. brutal. Not bad. No. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah, I, I would have, you know, obviously liked to win that giants game or that bears game, but I think the defense is getting, is showing a lot of improvement that I wasn't expecting. 
Mm-hmm. Um, granted, it was Mitch Trubisky, but and it was Big Ben's first game back in a year. But, you know, I can't be can't be too upset about it. Um, we'll see how it goes the rest of the way. Daniel though. Jones has had a couple moments, but he 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 hasn't gotten settled yet. He, no, he does. He's had a couple great moments. He's had a couple really bad moments. The fumble last week was really bad. Yeah. Um, the one interception against the Steelers was bad. But, you know, he's also had some really fantastic plays that have surprised even me. Um, so, you know, I think the jury's still out. Uh, I think he, he's proven he can be a competent NFL quarterback, but I think the jury the jury is still out on how competent. That was the first game of his entire career that Daniel Jones has played with a healthy offense. Every every play. First time, Barkley, Ingram, uh, Shepard, Tate, and, and uh, Slayton were all on the field together, and he had Barkley for a quarter. And, and then Shepard got hurt. And then Shepard got hurt. So he's played one quarter of fo- NFL football with a healthy roster around him. Yeah, it's pretty sad. The, nonetheless, they still do have talent on that team. But They um, do. They do. They, they, I mean, wide receiver lower talent. without Barkley, and Shepard banged up. Tate has been banged up. Um, I mean, even with Barkley, what was uh, the high-end expectations was six, seven wins, if you're really optimistic? Yeah, no. I mean, I think they're a four or five win team. Yeah, now we're looking at four or five wins, you know. Yeah. Um, but we'll see how free, you know, signed Devonta Freeman today. And, um, it's an upgrade from Wayne Gallman and Deion Lewis, I'm hoping. But yeah. I'm not, not incredibly excited about it. We'll see. Maybe he's got a little bit of juice left in the tank, but no matter what, no one's going to be Saquon Barkley. No, exactly. But looking forward, we have our uh, best bets of the week coming up. Uh, before we get into those, though, let's review last week. Uh, Let's review last at, week. <laughs> I came in at three and two to move my record to five and five. Sully came in at four and one to improve his record to five and five. Let's and go. Jones comes in at five and oh to move to seven, two and one on the year. You love to see it. Winners, Solid winners, winners. Wow, yeah, we had a great week. Five and oh, four and yeah. one. Everybody everybody brought home some money. Everybody brought home some bread for the family. <laughs> yeah. Love to see it. Um, and since me and Dave have already gone first, uh, Sully, why don't you kick things off this week? All right, all right. Um, I'm taking the Chiefs plus three and a half against the Ravens. Um, they're on the road, but uh, I think Mahomes is playing with a little chip on his shoulder now. Um, you know, they didn't play well. They did not play well against the Chargers, albeit Herbert looked fantastic. Um, I'm looking for a much quicker start for the Chiefs um, offensively especially, and um, I think we're going to see a little anger. I mean, this is a big game for them. This is a big game for both teams. Three and a half, I know they're on the road. Three and a half, I mean, that's a that's a good number for me. Um, I like three and a half. Um, four would be even better, but second game, um, I'll take the – let me give the Steelers minus four against the Texans. I don't know. I mean, this could, one could go either way. But I just think the Texans are pretty shitty. I really do. I think their defense is kind of in shambles. Um, Big Ben's look fantastic. Uh, Deontay Johnson is looking like a stud. Um, He's looking like the number one. And uh, the Steelers have the best defense. Um, I think they're really going to get after Watson. I think they're really going to have him um, running around. And I think they'll win by a score. Um Third game, I love the Raiders plus six against the Patriots. I think people, some Patriot fans, are a little overexcited with, um, <clears throat> you know, 
the first two weeks, the Dolphins games, whatever, they, you know, they almost beat Seattle. But uh, six for a Raiders team that's playing really well is going to round, round, run the ball. It's going to kill clock. Um, Carr looks great. We talked about it. Edwards, Waller looked fantastic. Um, even Aguilar made some plays. Give me the Raiders. Those are three of my picks. Um, uh, my fourth pick to round out, uh, round it out. I'm going to ride the hot Rams. I'm going to get plus two for the Rams. Um, the Bills are a good team for sure. Uh, don't get me wrong, but I think, I think Goff, McVay, they were completely written off in disrespect the last year. Um, people were acting like they suck. They don't suck. Um, they had a down year and they still won nine games, I believe. Um, so they're playing with a chip on the shoulder. Higby's been killing it. You have Cup. You have um, Woods. This guy, uh, Van Jefferson. It's a very talented offense. I think that should be a close game. Um, so those are my four picks. And then for my over-under, I'm going... Ooh, are you going to break the streak this week? What streak? The under streak? Oh, I'm definitely, I'm definitely taking an under. Sully loves the unders. I love the unders. Um, well, he took an over plus. He took an over week one and he lost. He took the Cards and Niners over forty-seven and a half and he lost. So it, it didn't work out for me. He's got to uh, go back. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm going. I'm going. I'm going to take Titans Vikings under forty-seven and a half. Uh, the Vikings good. offense. I, I don't know what happened to it. It looks like dog shit. Um, the Titans, I think they're going to want to try and run the ball more. They're having success. Tannehill's been great. I think they want to get back. They might not have A.J. Brown. I think they're going to want to continue to try and get But Henry didn't have a great week. Um, Vikings do want to run the ball. They lost. You know, Diggs has been a big loss for them, clearly. Jefferson has yet to get in, integrated into the offense. Um, I think these are two teams that want to run the ball. I think we're going to see a lot of moving clock. 47.5 is a pretty big number. Um I think the Titans' offense is going to come back to earth a little bit this week. Um, I think we're seeing more of like a I'll see more of like a twenty three seventeen game, twenty three twenty. Those are my picks. All right, um, I'll kick it off then. Uh, I also had the Steelers minus four for the same reasons. I had the Ravens minus seven last week against the Texans. That defensive line is going to destroy the Texans' front. Um, so, again, like Sully, I'm, I think that's the only one we got in common. Steelers minus four. Also, Falcons minus four. And uh, similarly to my reasoning every week that I pick against the Bears, Mitchell Trubisky is the quarterback. Uh, the Falcons have been tearing it up on offense, and I don't think Mitchell Trubisky could keep up with Matt Ryan offensively if the Falcons didn't put a defense on the field. So... I'm I'm hoping that you know they get one stop, two stops, and that's it. I think the Falcons are going to put up 30 plus points again, and the Bears just aren't going to be able to score that much. Uh, so Falcons minus four, and then another classic Jones pick. My boy, discount double check and Rogers plus three. Oh, I forgot that one. That's a good one. Plus three against New Orleans. New Orleans showed a little bit of weakness. Um, they're going to be probably without Michael Thomas again. Uh, I think Alvin Kamara is going to have another big day. I think it's going to be another high-scoring game. More on that in a minute. Uh, but I think plus three, get, give me the points, the Packers. The Superdome ain't the ain't the it, home field advantage it is this year. Normally is this year. 
Um, Rodgers has been MVP caliber Rodgers so far this year. Uh, if you're give, if you're giving me points with Aaron Rodgers from what I've seen so far, I don't care who the guy on the other side of the field is. Uh, I'm taking the points with Rodgers. Uh, and then my fourth spread, I uh, really wanted to really thought about going Giants plus four here with all the Niners injuries, but my normal um, non cooler head is going to prevail, and I'm going to go riding Minshew mania again. Jags minus three. Uh, they put up a real fight against the Titans last week, covered, almost won, covered with ease, uh, and they're going against a much worse Dolphins team this year, short week, um, Minshew's hot, until he's not, I'm gonna ride, I'm gonna ride with him, uh, coolest quarterback in the league, so, Jags minus three is my fourth over, or fourth spread pick, and then, as I mentioned before, I'm going over 51 in Packers, Saints, um, you know the Saints. The Saints still move the ball, uh, and you know the Packers. They've got uh, uh, decent cornerbacks, but I think I think Drew Brees is still gonna, you know, make a lot of connections with a lot of checkdowns to Kamara. <clears throat> Kamara's gonna have another big day. Um, I you know I think the Saints will put up twenty one to twenty eight, and Packers will put up thirty four thirty one around there, um, and we'll we'll be over that total total with with these um so yeah they're so Steelers minus four Jags minus three Falcons minus four Packers plus three Packers Saints over 51 all right you pricks you each stole one of mine and then I just changed my over under to the other game that I was between because I didn't want to have that many picks in common <laughs> uh, so I got the Jags minus three like Dave said Minshew mania um I mean, they're going against the Dolphins. They're going to be at home on Thursday night. Uh, they look real good as of right now. The Jags Robinson. thrive on Thursday night. That's their fucking. That's, that's their, their, that's that's their, their night. night. That's, that's true. Like, I, I should have taken that one in hindsight. They're going the color rush. They're going all teal uniform. Yeah. yeah. You think you're stopping Minshew Mania in the all teal? Get real. There's no way they lose that game. There's no way. Um, and then I'm also taking the Raiders plus six. Uh, for everything Sully said, they showed a lot on Monday night. I was really impressed with that win. It was not a fluke win. They went out there and they beat that Saints team up and down on both sides of the ball. Um, I think that they win this game outright. I'm gonna probably going to sprinkle some on the money line as well against the Patriots. Um, and that's coming from a Patriots fan. Um, and then I'm going to take another underdog. I actually have three underdogs this week. So I am going to take the uh washington football team plus seven against the browns i think the browns had a big week this week but uh, i think they're going to come back down to earth a little bit um washington has not been nearly as bad as we thought they were going to be um i think they put together a decent game i don't think they win but i think they cover seven i think seven is a lot for the browns um and then i'm going to take the cowboys plus five against the seahawks they are riding that big comeback win at home. Uh, they're going to be feeling good. Everyone's going to be confident after that fourth quarter. I think it's going to be a real close game. I don't know if they have enough to win it, but I think that will be a close game. I can see that being like a 30-28, 30-27 uh, final probably in favor of the Seahawks because Russell Wilson is going off, having an MVP-type year already. I mean, through five touchdowns on Sunday night. But um, I think the Cowboys keep it close, so I'll take them plus five. 
And then on Monday night, I'm taking the Ravens Chiefs over 53 and a half. I think that's going to be a great game, very entertaining, uh, big offense coming from both sides on that game. Um, as good as the defenses can be, I think the offense is going to be what shines, and I think we're going to see uh, probably 70 points in that game. So I'm taking over 53 and a half easy. So I got Jags minus three, Raiders plus six, Washington plus seven, Cowboys plus five, and Ravens Chiefs over 53 and a half. I like it. Good picks. Yeah, should be should be a good slate of games this week. Um, we were talking earlier that Vegas lost a lot of money on um, the favorites covering, so look for some uh, lines this week to trick you a little bit. So a lot of, a lot of underdogs will be taken. We'll be taking a lot of uh, a lot of the points that are getting laid down. So uh, that's gonna do it for this week's episode. In the meantime. Go follow us on all the socials at Bleacher Fan, at Bleacher Banter, and at Bleacher Bets. Uh, go to BleacherFan.com and check out the store. We have a ton of merch in there. Dave and I both rocking our sweatshirts. It's hoodie season, fellas. It's getting it's getting a little chilly out there, a little chill in the air. Get your hoodies, get your sweatpants, get your T-shirts, get everything on there. Uh, we all wear it. It's super comfortable, super high-quality stuff. And rate and subscribe uh, to the podcast, and we will be back next week.